0: Hey y'all, I am so excited to share with you today my magical seven-step process to release blocked emotions that are screwing your sex life and your relationships. have I ever told you how much I love talking about things that nobody ever talks about? It's the best. <laughs> I feel so privileged to get to share this with all of you because this process that I'm going to be sharing with you today is something that I use on myself all of the time and it's something I use with my one-on-one clients too to help them Become emotionally empowered, which is such a wonderful thing to be because there are so few humans on this planet who are truly emotionally empowered because it probably goes without saying that you weren't taught how to deal with your emotions or how to work with them you are probably taught how to block them and ignore them. Sure. But that is killing your sex life and your relationship for a number of reasons. And I'm going to get really specific and share with you six ways in just a minute that they are killing your relationship and sex life. But blocked emotions, are really the cause of a lot of relational issues, and they are also the cause of a lot of sexual shutdown, so it's really important that you learn to release blocked emotions if you want to have amazing connected sex and feel desirous again and to have a passionate, loving, conscious relationship with a partner. It's easy for us to block painful emotions, y'all, it's so freaking easy because no one wants to go around flaunting how sad and lonely they are. But When you don't let yourself feel painful emotions over time, it builds up into toxic behaviors and these toxic behaviors can lead to self-hatred, they can lead to depression, and they can lead to anxiety and even other physical health issues. And if you lack self-love and if you have depression and anxiety, then obviously that's depleting you of much needed energy that you need to do life to take care of your kids, to have a great career, and to have a healthy relationship and sex life. So for all y'all that tell me that you don't have time or energy for sex, even if your kids are not babies or toddlers anymore, then chances are you are tired, not because of how much you have to do, but because you are emotionally blocked. So you keep yourself so busy, so as to not slow down enough to actually have to feel your emotions. Ooh, did I just call some of y'all out? Mmm, I think I did. I know I did. What I want y'all to know is that it is totally normal and common to be emotionally blocked. It ain't your fault because most likely no one taught you how to deal with painful emotions in a healthy way. But what is not normal or okay is if your emotional blockages are causing you suffering, as I realized very recently that I had unconscious emotional blocks that were blocking me for decades and I didn't even know it. It is normal to feel and experience pain throughout your life. Guess what? Life is painful. Life is really shitty sometimes. It can really, really be shitty at times. But what is not normal is to suffer because you do not know how to deal with the pain. So let me say that one one more time. It is normal to feel and experience pain through life, but it is not normal to suffer because you don't know how to deal with the pain. So I want to tell you a little story, a personal story that I just realized from my own relationship trauma resolution process (laughs) that has made me realize just how blocked and even unconscious my emotions were and how these unconscious blocked emotions were playing out in my adult life and causing great suffering in my relationships. All right. I was eight years old and Hurricane Andrew came through town. I remember those two days so vividly. I remember all the windows being boarded up on the house. I remember the little bit of light that would crack through the boarded up windows. I remember the power being out, the smell of mosquito spray, the kerosene lanterns that were lit, the the AM radio forecast, you know, that my dad was constantly blaring through the house. But there was this one particular time And the worst part of the storm, that I was in the bathroom with a door shut. It was just me in there, and I have no freaking idea why it was just me in there. But I remember being alone in that bathroom that had no windows, because that's the safest place in the house. But I could hear tornadoes outside, and I could hear limbs falling all over my house. And for the first time in my little eight-year-old life, I realized that one day I was gonna die. I realized that it might, well, it might not be today, but like one day I was going to die. And there was no one there to console me. I mean, I came from a super shut down family in terms of talking about anything taboo or uncomfortable. So we never talked about sex, we never talked about money, and we never talked about death. But my negative, painful emotions were not validated they weren't recognized they weren't consoled they weren't made to feel normal so i just remember being in that bathroom and feeling completely terrified that life itself was scary that you couldn't count on it to be there for you or to support you you couldn't trust nature you couldn't trust that nature would support you and because no one talked to me about death and dying and no one talked to me about the reality of nature and how it's normal to be afraid of dying as totally normal to feel fear. Instead, I just internalized the message that life is just not supportive and it's not stable. And I look back on that time and I think, gee, all I needed in that moment was to be validated in my fear. I needed someone to tell me, yes, it's okay to be scared of dying. It's okay to be afraid. So instead of realizing that it's normal to feel that fear, I experienced a lot of freaking suffering in my adult life, not knowing how to cope with that fear. Constantly creating relationships based on thinking that I needed someone to save me. That if a man could swoop in and save me, then I wouldn't have to be afraid and I could escape my fear of death. That's literally what happened. Someone could be the support, someone could be the foundation. And I could just rest assured that everything would be stable. Well, two husbands later, two divorces later, you guessed that that didn't exactly work out because neither of them were stable foundations either. So I ended up suffering greatly because I didn't know how to deal with my fear and recognize that I could be my own support and foundation. So I looked for someone outside of me to save me from the emotions that I didn't know how to deal with instead. And that, my friends, is totally insane and unnecessary. Instead if someone had just taught me how to deal with the emotions instead of stuff them down and pretend that they didn't exist and you know hence internalizing a message about the reality of nature I probably wouldn't have had such turbulent young adulthood and you know I wouldn't have attracted a partner from a foundation of complete instability and in myself distrust in myself and life in general. So this is just a really big, you know, a a very personal yet very huge example of how even an unconscious blocked emotion can create such turbulence in your life. So how do blocked emotions screw your sex life and relationship? Now, it's probably likely that you have emotions that you are aware of that you have not processed or really dealt with. And these are a lot easier to work with because you don 't have to dive so deep into the unconscious layers of it all. but here are six ways that your pretty surface level emotions that you are just trying to avoid could be affecting your sex life One, your blocked emotions repress sexual desire two, they prevent you from moving forward with your life because you don 't know what you desire, so you stay stuck and confused and unclear about what you want what you want out of life. 3 they make you feel like you're only half living so things in the bedroom and even just relationship wise can get really dull and boring i mean you only talk about the freaking kids and the weather and your career for so long before it just becomes like a re- rinse and repeat situation every single day and you know if you're mo- emotionally shut down well that doesn't make for the most intimate connected soul satisfying sex now does it no and then number 4 your blocked emotions can cause depression and loneliness and keep you in isolation. So people that um, that tend to go this way and, and to the depression and to the loneliness, they will avoid people and social situations on purpose because they're scared of how to act and what to say. And well, you know, if you're single and you can't expect to meet someone if you don't ever leave the house, right? And then number five, they create physical tension and stress in your body, which for women can cause vaginismus and vulvodynia, which is you know, painful sex, and then muscle spasms in the pelvic floor, which makes sex really painful, and that's so not fun. And number six, blocked emotions will deplete you of energy because it takes a lot of energy to hold back tears from sadness, grief, disappointment, disgust all of these, you know, grief, uh, I said grief, but shame and guilt as well. So why and how do emotions get blocked in the first place? Well, we'll often unconsciously block them to cushion the impact and the blow of, of a negative situation or an event that could be very painful. So if you have broken up with someone, if you got divorced or your partner cheated on you, you experienced sexual or birth trauma or any other sort of trauma impacting your sexuality, or you had to move for your partner's work and you didn't want to, or you or your partner got diagnosed with an illness, any sort of traumatic life event will cause blocked emotions to help soften the blow. So basically blocking your emotions can be a good thing because it does allow you the time to process the shitty situation and to like gather your resources, gather yourself to adapt to the new reality caused by the shitty situation. But it becomes a problem when the blocked emotions keep you from achieving your goals and obtaining your desires moving forward. So if you want better sex a better relationship to feel desirous to have amazing connected sex and all well then your blocked emotions are going to keep you from having that if you don't learn to release them a healthy way and what happens if you don't release them can be quite ugly my friends okay i mean the obvious could be that your relationship blows up or ends because you refuse to yield your shit or you might never attract your big love because you can't open up to it but more than that it can cause serious damage to your current relationships and even your health. Like a lot of people with super blocked emotions will have disproportionate outbursts of emotion. They'll drink too much. They'll smoke too much. They have a lot of self-hatred going on. They socially disconnect. They experience physical pain and in worst cases, digestive issues and immune system issues. Okay. Now the big question, how do you release blocked emotions in a healthy way? So the first step is to identify what emotion feels most challenging. What is it that you're most afraid of in relation to your goals or desires? Or what emotions arise in you that feel uncomfortable? So you likely already know this because you spent so much time and energy trying to keep it down that you are well aware of what the emotion is. If you're not sure, just think of a painful situation or event that you know you probably haven't fully processed. And as you're thinking about it, just try and identify what emotion this event makes you feel. Is it sadness, grief, despair, rejection, disgust, shame, guilt? And then step two, you're going to feel for where in your body do you feel that emotion? The sensation of the motion. So, where physically in your body do you feel the sensation of the blocked emotion? So, the sensation could be anything from a feeling of tightness, constriction, a contraction, weight or heaviness, or even a burning sensation. Your body will let you know. And once you identify the emotion, you can even place a hand on your lower belly and one hand over your heart just to really connect with your body and with the sensations going on in your body. This can be really hard for people that are numb and disconnected from their sensations. And if you've experienced a lot of trauma or serious trauma, uh, this can be super, super challenging to sit and feel any sensations. So if you don't feel anything at all, that is totally okay. You can practice getting in touch with your feelings and sensations in your body through a simple practice called body meditation. And that's just where you're lying on your back, completely lying down. And you have your eyes closed, tuning into your body. And you just set a timer for five minutes and you simply give your brain the job of looking for sensations in your body. And you're just for five minutes going to say where in your body you feel the sensation and what the sensation is. And you just practice, practice, practice. There might be long pauses in between the sensations that you do feel, but maybe you feel heat on your skin. Maybe you feel coolness. Maybe you feel a tingling sensation somewhere, but you're just looking for sensations, all right? So all emotions are, is a sensation of energy in your body. So you're looking for where in your body do you feel that energy? And once you connect with the location of that emotion, you're going to greet the emotion as a welcome visitor. So this is the part that a lot of people are like, what is this woman talking about? So you you want to imagine this emotion as like a part of you. All right. It is a part of you because it's come into your conscious awareness. It's a part of you now. So treat it like a welcome guest, right? Maybe you can offer a glass of water. Maybe you can just let it know that you're there, that you see it. You're literally going to greet the emotion and let it know that you're here to listen to it. And then when it feels properly greeted, you're going to ask it if it's willing to speak with you. And you might be like, Oh my God, what are you talking about? Your emotions speaking to you? Yes. Your emotions can speak to you. (laughs) Okay. So this leads us to step four. You're going to ask the emotion what it wants and needs. If the emotion is willing to speak, you can ask it this. Often it's going to be something as simple as to be seen, to be noticed, to be given a hug, to be acknowledged. Just sit with the emotion and the sensation as if it were a welcome guest, and it will likely speak with you and give you an answer in due time. But sometimes the emotion is not going to be willing to talk with you, and that's probably because you've been ignoring it and stuffing it down for so long that it's freaking mad. It is angry. It is very angry at you. And until you can like apologize, then it might not be willing to actually talk with you. So you're just treating this emotion as a welcome guest to the party at your table. And then step five is that you're going to ask the emotion what its purpose is. So if the emotion is responsive, and it's willing to talk with you, you're going to ask the emotion, what is your purpose? And most of the emotions that we have that are challenging are because they're here to protect us in some way. So you might find that the purpose of this emotion is to protect you and keep you safe. And this is good if you want to stay in the same place for the rest of your life. But if you want to move forward in the direction of your desires and goals, well, then you're going to have to initiate a new, supportive, and loving relationship with the emotion. I mean, after all, you've been stuffing it down and telling it that it's not welcome for so long that, yeah, it's going to take some time for you and your emotions to straighten things out and give it room to be expressed. But the more you give it room to be expressed, the more you will find that it actually goes away. And then step number six is that you want to thank the emotion and see if there's any part of you that can offer it what it wants or needs. So here you're going to offer any form of gratitude for the emotion that you can muster up for protecting you if that's what it has been doing. But obviously if it's not real and it doesn't feel genuine to have gratitude for this part of you, then you can't force it and you shouldn't force it. But if there's anything or any part of you that can be thankful for what the emotion has done for you, then offer it this and see if you can meet its needs too. Did the emotion have any other wants or needs? And then step seven is to offer the emotion what it wants or needs. So if it needs a hug, give it a hug. If it needs to be released in a fit of rage, go put some fricking pillows on your bed and have at it and start punching away. If it needs to be acknowledged, simply acknowledge it. If it needs to cry through you, if it needs to be expressed as sadness through you, then let yourself freaking cry. And that's it. That is literally all you have to do to unblock your emotions. So let's review my magical seven step process to release the locked emotions screwing your sex life and relationships. All right, step one, identify what emotion feels most challenging. Two, feel for where in your body do you feel the emotion. Three, greet the emotion as a welcome visitor. Four, ask the emotion what it wants and needs. Five, ask the emotion what its purpose is. Six, thank the emotion, and see if there's any part of you that can offer it what it wants or needs. And then seven, offer it what it wants or needs. And that is it, my dears. It's really that simple to release blocked emotions, keeping you from having a great sex life, from feeling desirous, and from having connected, passionate relationships and sex. So if this feels challenging for you, and like you need to be guided through the process, that's totally normal too. That's what I do with my one-on-one clients. Uh, If you'd like further support releasing blocked emotions that are screwing your sex life and relationship, I'd be happy to help you out with that one-on-one. All you need to do is go to www.themultiorgasmicmama.com and fill out a coaching application. And then I will be in touch with you soon to set up a call to talk. All right, my dears, thank you so much for joining me today. Hope you got so much value out of this and I'll talk to you next week. Bye.